You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. It's Women of Wagertainment Wednesday on the Daily Tip. It certainly is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM on a Women of Wager Chamber Wednesday in our final hour. What we like today in the NBA with the Heat trying to end their awful losing streak at home against the Kings at 820. Forget about all the losers. We bring in a winner. Of course, I'm talking about BetQL's Kate Constable. And then at 840, our best bets of the morning trying to win you some cash on this midweek edition. Chelsea, what is... What is something that is a weakness for you? I was thinking about this last night because last week, the lovely Catherine and I went out four straight nights. We went out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. On Thursday, I was talking to my friend Felix, and he was like, yeah, my buddy Juan works at Sonoma on Capitol Hill. It's a wine bar. You should go there. So we go. I see this guy walking towards our table, and I go, are you Felix's brother? And he goes, yeah, I'm one. I was like, I'm Michael. I know Felix. He works at Free State. He goes, oh, my God, you should have said something. Next thing I know, he brings over the entire staff. We all do shots. It was crazy. He's like, thanks for coming in. And I was like, oh, well, that was a night. So we were exhausted. And on Saturday, we're sitting on the couch. I go, you just want to chill, watch some Netflix? What do you do, honey? And I see this look in her eye. I go, you want to go out again, don't you? She goes, maybe. So we did. So then yesterday, we're sitting at home, getting ready to watch some TV before I go to bed. And I said, you know, we should probably like maybe save some money, right? And she's like, yeah, because we want to get married. And we are try- we're not engaged yet. We're trying to figure things out. Like what's the venue going to be? What's our budget going to be? We go out all the time. We could save a lot of money there. And we both we were both in agreement. This is a smart thing to do. We're going out a lot. Let's do that. And then she goes, also, I volunteered us to go to a brunch on Saturday with Alyssa. I'm like, what are you t- what we're trying to save money? But but and then we started laughing because this is all to say that our weakness together is going out and being social and living in a city where it's easy to walk around the corner or walk down the street and know someone and hang out. And it's so difficult for us to say no. So what is difficult for you to say no to? It could be social. It could be food. It could be an activity. When someone presents you with something and you say, oh, I shouldn't do this, but I got to. Well, can I react for a second? Because I don't Mm -hmm. think this is a weakness. I think 
you find a way to go out, but maybe just make it a little more inexpensive because it already sounds like you're getting free shots. Like maybe if you limit yourself to like (laughs) two drinks and maybe you eat before you go, because I think there are ways to still be social because like nobody wants to sit at home. Like if you don't have kids, like what else are you doing? Like you're not improving your life. So like there is a benefit to going out and being social. I just think you strategize and try to game plan. How do we save money once we go out? I think is the question. That's a good idea. Like, could you eat at home beforehand and then just go out for drinks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we only we only had dinner once, but the rest of the time we're just the problem is it's the discipline to to say, hey, we're having a good time. We don't need to keep going. Like we can wrap this up because my and we're the same person, which is good and bad, right? Because when we're having a good time, we like our first date, we did the same thing. Our first date, we were up till four in the morning because we're having such a good time. And we're just like, let's just keep it going. We're having a good time. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Instead of saying, okay, maybe a good way to save money and to not go to a point where we overextend ourselves is to maybe wrap this up. That's a part of it too. And you will obviously save money the less time you spend doing that. I think if you tell yourself, okay, we will leave some meat on the bone here if we can go out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to have something lined up. Yeah. Because I will do that to myself when I am watching too much TV or too much Netflix. Because I do think it's a bad habit. Like I don't need to sit there and watch, you know, multiple episodes of something. I say, okay, you know, if you only watch one episode, maybe we can watch again tomorrow. And it will be like the right. actual experience of watching a show as opposed to next episode, next episode, next episode. So I think you have to bargain with yourself and find something to find a way to make it a way to like have something to look forward to or bargain yeah. with yourself. Say, hey, if I go home now, like we can like make a snack or watch a show when we get home. Because I think that's the best thing for me when I'm out too yeah. late. The best way for me to wrap it up is okay, if I leave relatively early, I can unwind for a little bit when I go home as opposed to having to go straight to bed. Okay, that's a good idea. Because we definitely got judged last week. We were out on Saturday and we went to one place. Well, we did eat on Saturday a little bit too. We had a little bit of Mexican food and then we went to this tavern down the street. and And it wasn't the end of the night. It was probably around like, I don't know, 10.30 or something like that. And the bartender, pure judgment. He's pouring each of us a glass of wine and he looks at us and he shakes his head and he just finishes off the bottle like you two. I mean, it's pretty obvious here that you guys are just going to keep going. And so we were like, yeah, the judgment there. When the bartender is judging you, I feel like that's a bad sign. It's wild how different our lives are. (laughs) Like, I think Mm -hmm. I've gone out for drinks maybe twice in the past two months. Really? Oh, I did that four times last week. That's crazy. Well, yeah, we do we do live very different lives, but also there's no right or wrong, and also you have obviously that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like I have a kid, so like I shouldn't be at the bar. But what I'm saying is like you don't have kids, so like what is keeping you? Like what's at home that you need to be tending to? Like your cat? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, beat you. He can take care of himself. He doesn't mind being alone. He's fine. Yeah, there's really nothing. And then Bijou, it's exactly. like, okay, maybe we should go. It's been, it's been three days. Maybe we should see Bijou. We're not gone for three days at a time. But you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's just fascinating. But I needed some advice there on 
especially because we're trying to say because we want to get married and that's definitely an airing which i know a thousand percent we can cut down on with ease so that's my weak spot it's my kryptonite you ask me i'm like sure you saw that in person when we all got together here in dc you can convince me of anything oh, i swear to god Here's something I'm also not good at, betting on the NBA. I've been okay this year. I've been kind of hit and miss. So I just find the NBA very difficult to bet on. So let's find out what plays we like today, starting with the Kings and the Heat. Kings laying a point and a half. Kings minus 110. Heat minus 110. Really? Kings only laying a point and a half? Total set at 229 and a half, Chelsea. So what's the play here? Yeah, this almost feels like fool's gold here. Miami has lost seven straight games and they haven't covered in a single one of them why are they only getting a point and a half here against a good kinks team i think that's my question when you see a line that stinks and yesterday it was the hawks laying what five and a half against the lakers that line stunk to high heaven so this line kind of stinks to me i know it is a very long road trip for the kings obviously sacramento and miami are different corners of the country but Mm -hmm. still Sacramento feels like the play, but I think this line is throwing me off the scent a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to go big today on my card, and Ooh. I'm going to try to find this. Yeah, I think I'm going to go two hockey, two NBA today. I I like the under quite a bit in this game, just because first of all, I don't know what's going on with the line, so I don't trust that at all. But ultimately, if you look at the Kings, this is the best under team in the NBA, at least on the road. And now they run into a Heat defense that is top 10 in the league. And on the flip side, the Heat have a hard time scoring. This is a bottom five team when it comes to scoring. So I think when you're talking about a a very good defensive team in the Heat that doesn't score a lot, and this line is short, that makes me think that something's going on with Sacramento, I will play the under tonight in Miami. In Minneapolis, oh God, the Mavericks are visiting the Timberwolves and Dallas is playing no one. That's why the T-Wolves are 14 and a half point favorites. The T-Wolves are minus 1,200. The Mavs are plus 750. The total set at 223 and a hook. Luka Doncic, out for the Mavs. Kyrie Irving, Gonzo, Derek Lively the second. Oof, he's not playing either. And it looks like Dante Exum might miss tonight's game as well. They should just send Duncanville High School to Minnesota. Would you lay 14 and a half with the T-Wolves with all these players out for Dallas? Maybe if it was another team, but look at Minnesota, a team that lost outright to the Charlotte Hornets as 14-point favorites, and Carl Anthony Towns scored over 60 points. This is not a team that you can trust against some of these bad teams in the NBA. Just a few nights ago, they lost outright to the Spurs as 10.5-point favorites. So I get it. There's nobody playing for the Mavericks, but maybe this just means you don't pick a side. Even though, Jenks, I think from moving uh, moving forward, can we call them the Thunderwolves? I like that name that you <laughs> brought up the other day. That's so I know, much right? It's so much cooler. We got to go Thunderwolves. That's the way to go. Are you kidding me? Thunderwolves? Why hasn't anyone picked that name up yet? Oh, my God. Somehow amazing that a slip of the tongue could work out in in your favor. I, I I would just stay away from this. But yeah, if I'm picking any side, I'm certainly not taking Dallas. I don't know who's going to start for those guys. Let's go to the Mile High City. The Nuggets at the Thunder. Thunder minus a point and a half. Thunder minus 115. Nugs minus 105. Your total set 
at 228 and a half. Chelsea, what is the play here? Normally, I think you can make a good case of fading some of the best teams across, you know, whatever sport you're talking about, because you're never getting a bargain on teams that everybody knows is good. But we have seen, uh, you know, the line move in the uh, direction of the Thunder here. But it's just, I don't think this one would ever make the card for me because we have seen the Nuggets go on the road and pick up some really big wins. I think the question mark that you do have to realize is Nikola Jokic is questionable for this game. Uh, we'll see if he actually plays. And that's another thing. If a star player is questionable that moves the needle that much, that's not a team that I really want to bet on. So uh, right. on the other side of the coin, SGA is questionable. Lou Dort is questionable. Uh, Chet Holmgren is questionable. So oh, how many puzzle pieces do ha do you have to be missing for you to continue to put together a puzzle? I feel like this is what I'm saying. All right, next puzzle. I'm not doing that. So when there's a possibility of so many players being out, would you then say, well, these are so many star players, would you look at maybe an under or do you just stay away altogether? No, because it doesn't always correlate to the under because you can have guys who are second stringers that can still make baskets. And also you've got to account for the defense that's going to be leaving the court as well. Yeah. You know, some of these guys who are good on the offensive end are also pretty good defensively. We know Lou Dort is a really good defender, so we'll see if he plays. I think that is the toughest part of handicapping the NBA. It's just you don't know who's playing in a lot of these games. And even in the ones where we don't have the question marks and we don't have the guys who are listed as questionable, yeah. there'll be a late, you know, late scratch where we don't even see it coming when we're doing the show this early in the morning. So I don't really have a read. I think this is one that you wait and see. Yeah. Oh, man, with so many big names. I'd sit back and enjoy this one unless you get some confirmation later and you really have a strong lean either way. Let's head down to H-Town, shall we? The Pels in town. Pelicans laying two and a half. Pels minus 140 on the money line at BetMGM. The Rockets at plus 115. Your over-under is 230 and a hook. You know what I'm going to do? I'm with the home dog. Ooh. That's right. Rockets, baby. Houston might be under 500, but as we know, they've sort of continued to be throughout the season a really good team against the number 16, 8, and 1 when playing at home. Third best mark in all the NBA. Rockets are also 4 and 1 against the spread in their last five overall. Pelicans have lost three straight. I think they're going to be a little bit tired in the middle of a four game road trip. I like the Rockets and the points here. Am I wrong? I think all the trends certainly point in this direction because you look at Houston at home, 17 and eight as favor, excuse mm -hmm. me, they're not favorites in the spot, but they're close to, you know, it's close to a pick them. Uh, so mm -hmm. if you look at Houston, like you said, they have been especially good at covering numbers. I think the concerns for the Pelicans stem on the road where we are seeing, you know, most of their stats go down when they're playing on the road, when it comes to their road offense, averaging 117 points per game and just pretty middling, you know, uh, 12 and 11 away from new Orleans. So I'm not sure which way to lean in this one. Um, but Houston has been a team that's been beating the market on a daily basis. So maybe you were mm -hmm. getting some value with the points and the rockets. 
Oh, I think so. I think that's probably the way to go. It's tough for me to judge the Pels because they're clearly the superior team, but only a two and a half point favorite here. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be pretty tired. Also, it's tough because they've lost three straight, but is three straight really significant? Do you know what I mean? If you lose a couple mm-hmm. straight in the NBA, who cares? If you lose three straight, it's still, I don't know at what point you get where you say, okay, this team isn't playing well. Three is kind of right there on the edge, I feel like. Coming up next year on the show, let's get more basketball predictions and maybe some early Super Bowl predictions as well when we chat with the host of The Better Angle. We're talking Kate Constable. That is next on the Daily Tip for the FQL presented by BetMGM. It is a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Today we tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Coming up. I don't know if she's going to make her Super Bowl pick just yet. It is early, but we will absolutely get some plays from Kate Constable today, I believe, on the hardwood. We will talk about that. Chelsea, are you getting ready for baseball season? Obviously, your husband played Major League Baseball. You're a baseball gal. Or is it just too early? Or do you say to yourself, Jenks, what are you talking about? The Super Bowl hasn't even been played yet. Why are you talking baseball? Am I way too early? Because I've been reading a little baseball stuff, I have to admit. I do like following the free agency moves, but it's not mm-hmm. something that I have like dove into because I am very right. much a prisoner of the moment. Since we do a daily show, I would rather spend my time, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on what sports are actually in season like i'm not reading message message boards or you know doing the stuff that you're doing about texas football but i know that is simply because you are a texas fan do you get the difference there is like doing research for a show as opposed to something that you are genuinely interested in so right now it is strictly from an interest perspective i like to see where these guys are going but i will definitely need a refresher course come this march Man, that's the one. That's the only thing, as much as I love college football, and even you see this in baseball free agency, when people switch teams, it's it's much worse in college sports, actually. I can't, mm-hmm. and in the college game, not only am I going to have to deal with guys switching teams, now these new conferences, I don't know how many times in the upcoming season I'm going to say that Arizona is a member of the Pac-12 or Oregon is a member of the Pac-12 or that some team is a member of this conference. Like, I'm going to be all over the place. I'm going to have to sit down and memorize the new conferences and all the switching that we've seen. Is it Utah, I think, in the Big 12 now, coming up in the upcoming season? Like, I, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around these these shifts that that are just are something that I would have never been able to imagine just a few years ago, you know? Well, I do think if you are stressed out about doing something correctly, put yourself mm-hmm. in the listener's shoes. Because if I'm a listener and somebody gets, you know, a conference wrong, I'm like, okay, that's a okay. really easy mistake. Nobody, you know, it took me a while to realize that Maryland was not in the ACC. So I think these are like forgivable, forgivable mistakes. 
So mm-hmm. nobody's sitting at home saying, what an idiot. I can't believe, you know, he forgot that SMU was going to the ACC. Because none of these things make sense. Like these teams no. are not in these, you know, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Isn't Stanford going to the ACC? Oh, like that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, yes, that is correct. It's stressing me out talking about it. But you make a good point. I think everyone's going to have to make that adjustment. One adjustment, thankfully, we never have to make is bring in one of our favorite guests. So let's bring in the reinforcements. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Miss Clark. She fires. And goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. Let's do it on a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. Halfway through the week. You know as host with a better angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. And she is on Twitter and TikTok as well. Good morning. It's Kate Constable. Kate, so am I alone here in trying? I know that we're out of college football season. When it comes to all these adjustments, players, conferences, all these things that, that shift, I, I feel like now more than ever, do these things come naturally to you or do you kind of struggle with the adjustments as well? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. No, I struggle with the adjustments too. I'm with you guys. Like, I have no idea who's in the Big Ten next year. I know there's, you know, teams from the Pac-12 coming over and all that. But it's going to take so long for me to not think of those teams as the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, you know, original. I know it's not the original anymore, but the 14 that we've had for the last couple seasons to think that there's more being added. So I'm with you, Jenks. It's like, I'm going to call teams Pac-12. I'm going to say, you know, a, a matchup <laughs> yeah. against Pac-12 teams. It's it's not going to be easy because across all of college football, like everything is changing so drastically that to keep up with it all, after one season, we'll all be good. Everyone will get their mix-ups in mm-hmm. over this next year. And then going forward, it'll just kind of seem like second nature. But yeah, for right now, um, it's going to be tough just keeping everything straight because SEC, yeah. Big 12, um, ACC, Big 10, like all the Power 5 conferences, I should just say that, are being totally mixed up right now and jumbled. So it'll take a little while. Yeah, it's like that and the transfer rule. It's like musical chairs. Yeah. When it comes to some of these quarterbacks that you're like, okay, it's his eighth year in college football and he's at his sixth different school. So yes, it is a lot more work for us. (laughs) All right. So, excuse me, early read on the Super Bowl. We know we have two weeks. Do you have any early leans? So I, I have not bet this yet. Um, I likely will at some point, uh, but I don't know. How do you not take the Chiefs, right? Like betting against Patrick Mahomes is just not 
has not served me well in previous seasons. And for those that haven't bet on the Chiefs in these last two games, has not served them very well. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in his career, 10-1-1. Like, that's pretty good. And you talk about it being in these big moments and, and like the biggest game of the season. 49ers have talent everywhere. And they do have some experience. But this is a Chiefs team that was in this spot last year. Andy Reid has been here multiple times. Patrick Mahomes has. Like, just the experience of this Kansas City squad, especially, like, in Las Vegas, of all places where there's, like, the Super Bowl week alone is crazy with Radio Row, all the obligations that all these players have, Mm -hmm. but you add, like, the bright lights of Vegas onto it, and I just think it could be more of a distraction for the 49ers players who haven't necessarily been here before, versus the Chiefs. So I'm having a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes, and now you're getting plus 110 over at BetMGM, which is, you know, a little bit better than the even money that I saw yesterday. So maybe I will have to jump on the Chiefs right now. Kate, so Chelsea asked me this earlier. How many bets will you make on the Super Bowl? I don't know we have a ways to go here, but you bet on Super Bowls in the past. Are you someone that goes in and says, oh, I'm going to bet on this, I'm going to bet on this, I'm going to bet on the halftime show, I'm going to bet on a coin toss, I'm going to bet on the side, I'm going to bet on a total, I'm going to do it. Like, do you go crazy or do you just stick with your normal process? For the most part, I stick with my normal process. And then about 15 minutes before kickoff, I go nuts. Uh I lose myself. I bet on all the novelty props. It's just a really, you know, it's like I black out for like the the 20 minutes beforehand and just go crazy. And when I bet on novelty props, I mean, I bet like five, 10 bucks because Gatorade color, I actually did hit that a couple years ago. And I mean, once in the last, what, like seven years that I've bet on that, but Hey, it was still a hit. I think it was blue. Um, But I'll read some message boards, maybe get on Reddit, see if I can like be an investigator in terms of what the color Gatorade is. Uh, But for like my normal props that I would bet on in any given game, that number is pretty much the same across the board. It's just kind of the fun stuff that when you're at a Super Bowl party with all sorts of people that are also betting on this stuff and you've got the squares going, like then I just you know, throw around a hundred bucks across X amount of novelty props just to make it more fun and to be more of like a casual fan in that sense versus like the hardcore person at the party. That's like super pissed. If Christian McCaffrey doesn't get 90 yards when everyone else is just kind of lighthearted and having fun with, you know, the, uh, the length of the national anthem, things like that. Right. Because nobody wants to be stuck in a conversation with somebody that's like, Oh yeah, I had his rushing attempts. I need seven more <laughs> rush attempts. And you're like, so not even his yards. You're just watching yeah. how many times he has the ball. Like it's not a fun conversation to have. All right, so let's switch no. gears to the NBA. And tonight we have a game where I was a little cautious when seeing this line. We've got the Heat in the Kings squaring off in Miami, and the Heat are getting a point and a half. The Heat have been absolutely terrible as of late. Seven straight losses. Seven straight games in which they haven't covered a number. But yet, this line's pretty short. What am I missing here? 
Yeah, I'm going to back the Heat tonight. They've lost seven straight. That's crazy. And that's like you're getting to the point where all of a sudden, like maybe do you have to start hitting the panic button? I think seven is about that mark. So the Heat desperately, desperately need a win tonight. Um, Kings, they've won four straight. So maybe, you know, they relax a little because this is the, the middle of a road trip for them. They have three more road games after this. You know, maybe the Miami nightlife. They go out for a, a night there <laughs> that makes them a little bit more tired in this one. They maybe don't take the heat as serious because the heat have lost seven straight. So this just is a desperate spot for Miami and they, they need a win probably more than any other team in the league right now. So I'm going to take the points with the heat plus one and a half um, and, and, and pray prior to this game. <laughs> We're talking with Kate Constable. She is host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. I like that. I'm going to bet this, and then I'll pray right before tip-off. <laughs> so Nuggets and the Thunder tonight. There are some question marks as to who's going to play, but it's going to be one of the better matchups, if not the best matchup, at least record-wise, in the NBA tonight. So who do you like in, what is this, in Oklahoma City, or is this in Denver? This is an OKC, and I like the road okay. team in this one. I'm going to take the points with Denver. I may even just end up taking him on the money line, really. I think Denver wins this game, and I know Jokic is questionable. I don't really care. I think, I mean, obviously I would love for him to play. Who wouldn't? But even if he doesn't, the Nuggets have lost their last two to OKC. And though this is a division game, so this these series matter down the stretch, especially because Oklahoma City is one of the top teams in the conference. Um, so I think that's going to fire up the Nuggets a little bit. No Jalen Williams and no Isaiah Joe, both confirmed out for OKC tonight. Chet Holmgren sprained his ankle. He's questionable. Lou Dort has an ankle injury. SGA has an illness. I would imagine he tries to go tonight. But when you have those three that maybe are a little banged up or under 100%, along with Jalen Williams, who's out tonight, Denver has the uh, the advantage here in terms of the amount of talent on the floor. And then you add a little added motivation, not wanting to lose this series because this is the final game of the series. Thunder are up 2-1 in it. Nuggets are going to want to tie this one. So I think Denver wins this game outright. I just talked myself into taking on the money line versus the spread. All right, so next up, let's go to the Clippers and the Wizards. We've got a sizable spread here. We know the Wizards are one of the worst teams in the NBA, but the Clippers are on a long road trip. So are you taking the points with the home team, or are you going with the Red Hot Clippers? No, I'm going with the Clippers. I don't trust the uh, the Wizards enough. I do think possibly the Wizards could pull off some sort of backdoor cover. So I might just take the Clippers in the first half at minus. It's, it's not out most places, but I believe it'll be around six, six and a half. Um, and I think that's fine. I mean, the Clippers get off to really good starts. They're great against the number in the first half, and they beat up on bad teams. I mean, Toronto or uh, the LA just beat Toronto by 20 the other night, beat the Lakers and Nets both by 11. Um, they're coming off of a loss to the Cavs, too. So, gonna wanna kind of right the ship here. And they haven't lost back to back games, the Clippers, that is, since Christmas. After a loss, they've covered both of those numbers. So, I do think that they can cover the full game of minus 12 and a half, but I might just play it safe and take them first half minus six and a half instead just to avoid a little backdoor cover. 
Kate, what is your just take on the Clippers right now, just as a team? Because you can look at NBA futures, and certainly they're one of the teams that continues to move up the board. Have they? I mean, they have put it together since they made that trade for James Harden. The question is, are you a believer down the stretch for this team? I actually am this year. I've been a believer yeah. in the Clippers for a while, but they haven't obviously been able to stay healthy. Like I thought they were the the they were my favorites two years ago going into the season, and that did not pan out very well. I mean, if if the number was better and betting the Clippers to win the West or even the NBA title right now, I would probably take that. I think they are playing some of the best basketball of any team in the association right now. It's just health. But that hasn't been an issue this year. Kawhi's playing back-to-back nights. Uh, Paul George has been healthy. And I think Ty Lue, underrated, uh, is one of the best coaches in the league. Maybe you look at him for coach of the year. Those odds have come down significantly. Uh, so I-, I think that's probably your best look is taking Ty Lue for coach of the year because I don't think this team is slowing down anytime soon. Yeah. She is Kate Constable. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Chelsea. Go right <laughs> nope. ahead. Oh, nah, I'm done. Fine. Oh, you go ahead. I'm just trying to sit. I oh, know you. No, you. No, you. No. <laughs> no, you. no, you, Jake. You no, go. you, Kate. Come on. We'll do this the rest of the show. It'll be great radio. Check her out as host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East and on Twitter and TikTok. It is our friend, Kate Costello. Kate, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I'll see you. Man, Kate, always wearing that Def Leppard t-shirt from time to time. Oh, man, it's classic. How can you not love Def Leppard? Coming up next here on the show, we're halfway through the week, guys. But there is still plenty, and I mean plenty of cash to be made. I'm still deciding, am I going to go big tonight or not? I'm going back and forth. I might just do it with a hell of it. But we're going to find out what our best bets are. Next, it is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Double D. The Daily Tip from BQL presented by Betting Champ. Well, 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 I'm reading this story and also trying to do a radio show live at the same time. But according to reports, Chelsea, we were touching on baseball just a bit earlier. The Baltimore Orioles are going to be sold. John Angelos has reportedly agreed to sell the O's to a group called the Carlisle Group, and one of those investors, numerous people, includes Orioles great Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, my God. If this is true, I am telling you, there is going to be a celebration like nobody's business, like when the Commanders were sold by Dan Snyder, like the Angelos family, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but the Angelos family has not been looked upon favorably by O's fans for a long, long, long time. And now the Orioles, who were fantastic last season, they have a ton of young talent in the pipeline. 
if not already playing. And they are on the up and up. And now they have a new ownership group that is going to help them spend, you would think, to help them finally start winning again. And this is a great organization with a passionate fan base. I mean, if you're an Orioles fan and this goes through, you have to be over the moon. Right, because it is tough to be a fan of a team when you feel like the ownership's not doing anything. Like, isn't this Mm -hmm. the argument of fans who are, it feels like you're stuck. And I feel like this has been the case for several teams. Like the Reds are one of those teams that it feels like they haven't spent in years past. And it does feel like the timing is great for the Orioles because they have all this young talent. They have been on the precipice of really breaking through in the American League. So, you know, if this goes through, maybe it's a team that will finally open up the checkbook and start spending. And maybe the O's will win a World Series. Let me ask you this, and I... I'm a Nats guy, but I've always liked the O's. I grew up cheering for the Orioles because the Nationals did not exist. I was in Texas, but the Orioles have obviously a great history. I just feel like baseball is better, or at least the AL East is better when there's actual competition as opposed to, ooh, it's the Yankees and Red Sox. I know that hasn't been the case recently, but isn't it just more exciting when you have these teams who have had such a great history and they've been dormant for so long and then they sort of awaken again? Well, I think you want all teams to be competitive. And when they're doing well, you want the ownership to lean in and actually Mm -hmm. let them strike when the iron's hot. Because look at the Oakland A's. Look at all the talent that Oakland had at one point. They had Mm -hmm. Matt Olson. They had uh, Matt. uh, Is it Matt Chapman? God, I need to brush up on baseball. But like they had this great core of young guys and they just Mm -hmm. broke it all apart. You know, and they had a team that was in the playoffs, but their owner did not want to spend money, money, and that's the knock on Oakland. And so it wasn't a team that really could take the next step simply because they were hamstrung by an owner that didn't want to spend money. No question. So now we're talking about I'm a little pumped up for baseball. We still got a ways to go. Still got football to talk about plenty of NBA, but we will get there eventually. Coming up next on Back You Daily, we were just talking about football. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is along. And of course, they will get you ready for the Super Bowl. And oh, now just a week and a half away. And if you missed our conversation with Lucy Burge, of course, did we spend time talking about the Super Bowl? Yes. But what did we talk about? Did we talk about Patrick Mahomes? Did we talk about Brock Purdy? Did we talk about the coaches? No, we talked about Travis and Taylor. Oh, they're so adorbsies. Such a sweet couple. And what might happen if Travis actually decides to get down on one knee and propose after Chiefs win? Of course, Lucy has done the research and has an opinion on that. You can download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is that time, Double D. Time to place your bets. Chelsea, once again, nice and warm in the mid-major college basketball blanket. Where are you going? All right, play of the day for me is going to be in college hoops. Let's go Rhode Island minus three. I'm going to take the home team in this matchup, Rhode Island hosting LaSalle. And I think the big question mark is, 
can LaSalle keep up offensively speaking when it comes to Rhode Island? Because Rhode Island, the knock on them is that they don't play any defense, but their offense can really explode for a lot of points. Top 50 in the nation when it comes to three-point percentage coming off a game in which they had double-digit threes despite a loss to George Mason. 13 threes made in that game. And if you look at this team at home, uh, even better when it comes to their offense, averaging 75 points per game. Uh, so I think I will take the home team. I will take the short spread and I will take the team that's much better on the offensive end of the ball. LaSalle, if you look at the four factors on Kim Palm in the red in three of those four categories, including effective field goal percentage. I think both these teams are going to score some points. I think the overs are pretty good look as well, but we will go with Rhode Island simply laying three points at home. Good luck to you, Chelsea. All right. Let's get her going here. I got three picks on the card today. I'm starting with hockey. Sins at the Red Wings. I'm going Detroit on the money line at home, minus 120. Now, both of these teams have been playing pretty well, but I really like the road splits here, which is to say the Senators are awful on the road this year. Six and 13. They've allowed 10 goals in their last two games. Wings coming off a 5-2 win against Vegas on Sunday. Yes, Sunday, which means they will be well-rested in front of their home fans. Also Detroit at home this season, 14, 8, and 4 in home ice, 7, 2, and 1 in their last 10 overall. And Alex Leon manning the pipes. He's been very good this year, 13, 6, and 1 with a save percentage of 0.924. Pretty cheap price on the wings at home. So let's get it. Red Wings money line minus 120. All right. Now it's time for the third member of our best best crew, the Magic 8 Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball, what do we make of the plays today? We're going to start with mine, Rhode Island, at home, laying three against LaSalle. Do we like it? 8-Ball says, yes, definitely. All right, on to the next one. Uh, Jenks is going with a hockey bet. He's taking the Red Wings on the money line, minus 120. Hey, Paul, what say you? Don't count on it. Oh, not a hockey fan. Not a hockey fan. Also, did I say Alex Leon? I meant Lion. Whenever I see a hockey pick, I always default to like a French or foreign pronunciation. It's like, I'm surprised I don't call you Chelsea messenger or something like that regardless if you want to check out the eight ball or every show on the betql network it's easy to do guys it's twitch.tv slash betql this is your chance chelsea i know you're not feeling well i know you want to save your voice do you have a lead for us nah one play and one play only i feel terrible today that's a no from me, dog. All right, I'm going to make a couple more plays. Why not? Normally when I do this, it does not work out well for me, but I like these plays, so why not? Kings at the Preds, your Predators. I'm going under six and a half, minus 140. The Kings have been allergic to scoring recently. They average less than three goals per game, or at least they have in their last 10. We got two solid goaltenders, David Riddich, UC Soros, and the Preds have definitely been an under team over their last 10. Seven and three to the under during that span. We're going to follow the money here and go under six and a half minus 140 in the Music City. And yes, I am betting some basketball tonight. Magic at the Spurs under 228. The Magic are one of the lower scoring teams in the league. And yes, you're saying, oh, the Spurs like to speed things up. Yes, they do. The problem is they're so inefficient. So even though they like to play at a very high pace, 
They're not good enough to score enough points as they should be in this spot. They will also face a Magic team top 10 in the NBA defensively. And the under is 8-4 and four in Orlando's last 12. Under 228 in the Alamo City is the play. All right, let's do it. Your BetQL five-star best bet for insight, analysis, historical trends, and more five-star best bets. You can even get a three-star, a four-star, sometimes a five-star. All you got to do is download the BetQL app. The Donkster is not here. I do not keep him at home because I feel like when the Donkster is around me, the vibes aren't good. So he's at the studio. I'm here alone. But maybe he should stay in the dark because the Donkster is 4-0 this week. Let's see what he has for us. Oh, here we go. Duquesne, minus 12, hosting Chicago State. The Donkster also says, oh, wait, it's the BetQL computer. Chelsea, do it. Beep, boop, beep. Uh, The BetQL mainframe says, Bucks at Trailblazers over 237 and a half. Could the Docs have a perfect week? No way. I predict he goes 0-2. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. And, of course, for that, we bring in Aaron Hawksworth. Aaron, good morning. What's happening? Good morning. Yes, we have Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus coming on, and then Reed Wallach, who's always great, college basketball, NBA. He does it all from BetSided. He will be on as well. We also have our power ranking, so we're going to be power ranking our favorite props for the Super Bowl. I'm sure this whole Ben Johnson thing's going to come up. What a disappointment, Jay- Jinx. I almost called you Jake. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, you know what? Chelsea's husband name is Jake, so you're pretty much in the right, you know, the right atmosphere there. The right you're the work yeah, of the right family. Yeah. Yes, yeah. seriously. Okay, so Aaron, have you decided on a Super Bowl side yet, or are you going to wait till at least next week? So I used a free bet on Chiefs money line. I don't really have a strong opinion. I'll probably be hitting the props more, but mm-hmm. gosh, it just seems like the Chiefs. But I really, honestly, I haven't formed a strong opinion yet. This is a tough one to Same. figure out. Yeah, yeah. In the same way. Also, are you going to place a ton of bets on the Super Bowl, Aaron? Just like go nuts like a lot of people do? So probably not as crazy as last year, uh, but I already placed like five. So I guess we're on our way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, five so far. By next week, forget right? about it. 52. 20. Uh, yeah, exactly. 20. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Thanks so much. Great to see you and have a fantastic show. I am not. Chelsea, do you have anything to say? I feel bad because I feel like we're going to wear your voice out. Tomorrow it's going to be all you. Uh, can't wait. Bart Scott voice. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, uh, it's Chelsea Messenger. Uh, great to be with you on a Thursday. Let's win some money. Can't wait for that. That's it for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by MadMGM. I'm Jinx. It's Chelsea. Hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.